I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. Hi, St. Louis. Happy weekend. Happy Friday. It's Christine here from We Eat Stuff, and you're listening to the podcast, We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. In this podcast, we're seeking out folks in St. Louis related to food, cooking, drinking, and eating who we want to know more about. My guest today is Katie Caro. That's spelled C-A-I-T-I. Katie is the owner of the local PR firm, Jasper Paul Marketing. Katie came from Chicago a couple years ago. She was living there for a few years, working with another PR firm, and they allowed her to return home to St. Louis, where she's from, while she was still keeping her clients. A couple years later, she decided to branch out on her own, and giving homage to her roots, she named her new business after her two grandfathers. So Katie's client list kind of uh, reads like a who's who in the St. Louis bar and restaurant scene. Balkan Treat Box, Gerard Craft Restaurants, Mike Randolph's Restaurants, Schlafly Beer, Yellow Belly Retreat Gastro Pub, Nathaniel Reed Bakery, and Bolliard's Meat and Provisions are all in her roster. Once her busy workday is done, Katie comes home to her best friend, Polly the Collie. And, funny story that you'll hear that we'll talk about, the two of them were made famous a couple years ago. Thanks for listening, and please enjoy our conversation with Katie Caro. Hi, Katie. Hi. Hey. hey. How are you? I'm good. How Thanks are you Thanks for today? having me. Thank you for coming over. Really appreciate it. I'm your neighbor, so this was very easy for it's me. It's very yeah. convenient. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, what is this that you were going to pour for us this evening? So I brought uh, one of Schlafly Beer's latest um, from their Cellar Selections series, um, which is a line of 750 milliliter bottles, so kind of the bigger bottles, which are great to bring to a party or get together such as this to yes. kind of share amongst friends. Um, and this is their hibiscus and lemongrass blonde ale. Uh, so kind of great summer summer beer. Lovely. Uh, and this this series is pretty cool because there's, uh, there's a lot of different things that they focus on, but a lot of them are kind of cocktail-inspired. So mm. they did a Paloma Goza. They mm. did a uh, Kentucky Mule Ale. Uh, so it's just, it's kind of cool and you really get to see what the brewers experiment with. And yeah. if you look at the bottle, it kind of looks like what the brewers notes would be on the yeah. tag and kind of mm-hmm. how they hope you enjoy the beer. So it's kind of a fun, fun hostess gift or something to bring to a party. So yeah, very nice. No, yeah. are these all Let's available start a right now? <laughs> so this one is available right now. And well, the next one cool. in this, in this series is coming out at the end of the month. Awesome. So. Okay. Get those 
beer beer pouring sound effects. Yes. Yep. <laughs> NPR there. All the drinking sound effects. So one of one of the joys of of the job getting getting to try all the beers for all sure. The products. Gotta try what you sell, right? Totally. <laughs> totally. Ooh, Excellent. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. Much lighter flavor than I expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know, you get those... The, the lemongrass, for sure, in yeah. there, and kind of those floral notes. But I think what's great about Schlafly, you know, nothing is artificial, so you're mm-hmm. not getting... Sometimes you try beers and you're, oh my gosh, this tastes like a Jolly Rancher. And yeah. that, to me, is alarming. Yeah. When, They're very cloying. Yeah. Uh-huh. When you know there's something artificial going on in there. Totally. If it's just totally masks the taste of beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've learned so much from these guys that it's been it's been really fun nice. to work cool. with them. So. Nice. Um, so, Katie, who are you? Who what am do you I? Who do around here? Uh, I am... The, the face behind I guess a lot, of, a lot of chefs around town. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I own a company called Jasper Paul PR and Marketing. So we are an agency here in town that represents the hospitality world uh, in public relations and marketing. So I usually describe it as, I am kind of the middleman between my clients and the media or bloggers, influencers, <laughs> such as yourselves, uh, to kind of get the word out of what they're doing in their restaurants or at the brewery or at the bake shop, whatever the, the client may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just do the hospitality industry, so it's something that I'm super passionate about. It's what my background's in. Um, I was at another agency in Chicago for seven years mm. uh, that just did hospitality PR, so... It, it's something that I, I wanted to stay involved in. I love the community. I love everybody on both sides of it. But I'm really the one that proactively outreaches to a reporter or a producer and says, hey, here's a great idea. Looking for Labor Day tips? Have Chris Spallard on from, mm-hmm. you know, Spallard's Meat and Provisions. Cool. So uh, when you see a chef on TV or you read a roundup of, top 10 places for pizza that doesn't always just magically happen uh there's usually someone like me that's that's proactively Hmm. reaching out to those those people so having those relationships is really important Uh and um knowing knowing when and what to pitch and how to pitch those people uh is is a big part of my job Mm. now how long has jasper paul existed for Officially, March of this year was one year. Yeah, mm. so, so it's pretty uh, new still. Pretty new. Yeah. Um, I had somewhat of a transitionary period where I moved home to St. Louis. I'm from Alton, Illinois, originally. So uh, I moved home to St. Louis three years ago uh, just because I wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to be mm-hmm. a part of the scene. It was changing. It was interesting. Um and I wanted to be here to experience it. Mm-hmm. So I moved home uh, and was able to keep my job with my former employer, which was a firm called Wagstaff Worldwide that has offices in oh, yeah. LA and San Francisco, mm-hmm. New York, all over the country. Uh, so I worked in the Chicago office, office for seven years. 
they actually let me move home and keep my job, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Mm-hmm. So um, I worked here as an independent contractor for them for about a year and a half, and then decided I wanted to continue to grow, and they actually supported me in doing that, mm-hmm. which was does not happen yeah. in agency life. Um, so I am forever grateful for that and the experiences that I got there and that I'm able to still call a lot of them mm-hmm. friends. So. Nice. Very good. So I got to keep my clients here in St. Louis and now have since over the past year grown and grown the team and grown clients as well. So mm-hmm. Very cool. exciting. How many people are on your team? Uh, including myself, two and a half yeah. <laughs> right now. So, uh, yeah, Amy, that works for me full time. That started as an intern who reached out via Instagram mm-hmm. to ask about a job. Just total millennial mm-hmm. outreach, which I so appreciated. That's Amy um, Dunkel. Yes, Amy mm-hmm. Dunkel. Uh, and then a gal by the name of Warren Smith that's with me part time, hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, full-time very soon so and she was an intern at feast before coming to work with us so both passionate young gals about the food world which is number number one in Mm. in who who works with us so yeah yeah it's been really fun very important stuff yeah yeah how many clients do you have right now so now right now i have six or seven so Mm -hmm. uh i like have to go down my my roster in my head, but um, yeah, with it, within those within those clients, I I represent Gerard Craft, so uh, mm. all of his restaurants that kind of fall under there. Mm. Uh, Mike Randolph, who owns Half and Half, Provado, and Publico, um, Nathaniel Reed Bakery, Ballard's Meat and Provisions, like I said, um, Gorilla Street Food, Retreat Gastro Pub, and mm. Yellow Belly, Schlafly. Forgetting any of my any of my children? No, um, <laughs> I don't think so. There's so, some uh, heavy hitters there. Yeah, no, it's it's been it's been really fun. Oh, and Balkan Tree Box as of this oh, week. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Cannot right. forget, cannot forget that. So, um, Lauren has become a good friend of mine. So, it's pretty cool to now be in a place where it being my own company that friends become clients and. Mm-hmm clients become friends and yeah. I feel like I've really been able to deepen those relationships living here uh, in a way that I never did in Chicago. Yeah. So mm. I think that's really a mark of just kind of how people are in St. Louis. Totally. Like, yeah. We're just kind of, oh, hey, buddy, what's going on? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're all really chummy. I, I said within six months of living here that I felt more integrated in the food world mm. here than I ever did in Chicago. Yeah, sure. I remember you saying that. Yeah. It's a lot more cutthroat there. It, it is. And it's, I just don't think that people take the they don't have time to get to know people. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, it's so fast paced and everybody's moving kind of at rapid speed mm-hmm. that you don't have these experiences where you actually get to sit down and have a conversation with someone or get invited to a beautiful orchard at Eckerd's yes. and oh get to gosh. sit around with, you know, people that all come from different walks of life and, but are all connected through food mm-hmm. and, I just think St. Louis allows us to have those experiences that just aren't possible in bigger in bigger cities. Definitely. It's a small it, big town. It's a very it's a small big town and you meet one person who connects you to 
three other people and those three, you know, it's just kind of this the branching of, of people that everybody wants to help each other and connect to, to like-minded people. And I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Why did you want to open your own company? Oh man, why did I? Um, I, the main catalyst of it is I wanted to have a mark in St. Louis for sure. Uh, I moved home for a reason. I didn't move home out of necessity or reason other than being a part of something here. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, being closer to family, but uh, that's it. It's just I wanted. I saw from afar everything Gerard was doing. I worked with Gerard for four years before I moved home. Mm-hmm. So we're he's doing all these amazing things and I'm not getting to be a part of it. Um, and I saw how the, the scene was kind of growing and changing here and I wanted, I wanted to be a part of it in a bigger way. So, um, that was kind of number one of, of actually making a mark here in St. Louis and, and starting my own thing. Uh, and I also wanted to grow a team and, um, it was something that I had in Chicago that I gave up in moving home, and I did miss that. Uh, there's there's something to be said about your own accomplishments, but when Amy lands Schlafly beer in Wall Street Journal, that feels almost more rewarding than anything that I could do mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm I'm that's been cool to see and grow, and uh, we have a space down at Covo, which. I know you guys are familiar mm-hmm. familiar with so, um, so to be a part of a com- kind of the business community too, even outside of hospitality of being an entrepreneur, if you will, uh, here has been really, mm-hmm. really rewarding yeah. for sure. That's a great uh, co working space. It is yeah. lots of cool people there. It is, and I like the fact that it's not industry specific, mm-hmm. and you have. A yoga instructor and then you have a educational tech firm and we 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 all kind of can share stories amongst each other um and i i think i think there's some things that transcend business no matter what industry you're in so um so that's been really that's been a great move for us because we were work amy was working out of my kitchen table for the first year of <laughs> of the company Been there before so and I didn't even have a I didn't even have a dining room table for the first six months of my house so mm-hmm. we we're on a card table or the random roving coffee houses of mud house or rise or blueprint yes. um we kind of had a rotation of things which I do kind of miss sometimes like you know I'll take an afternoon just to work from a coffee house because I miss that mm-hmm. that feel of things so uh, but that flexibility was important too, um, and that's kind of been a hallmark of of the business that we work hard. It's not a nine to five job. It's chefs. Chefs are up at all hours, and so are we. Uh, so we you, you take that time when you can. Sure. So. So how do you view like the uh, relationship between like what you do and food influencers or other like influencers in the industry? I think it's imperative for what today's landscape is. Uh, I think when I first started my job, it was you send out a press release and see what sticks, and that was the basis of our of our job. 
And back then, there were a lot more media outlets than there are now. Mm -hmm. Editorial teams were 25 people deep, and now they're even big national publications are maybe 12 deep, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, people are consuming news in different ways now. They're not necessarily picking up a magazine, which saddens me a little bit because I I do feel like there's something special about that Um, and there's no greater feeling for a publicist to open a magazine and see a client in it and tangibly feel paper Mm. Um, but I think people aren't consuming news now they're seeing something that you guys post and and adding it to their collections on Instagram as ideas Mm. of where to eat Mm. and that is just as important. And I think photography and having content be dynamic is super important. And it can't just be PR. I always say PR is kind of one spoke of the wheel. And we do try to touch on all those different spokes. So um, for a lot, depends on the client, but for a lot of clients, we manage their social media as well. So, um, helping them to develop that content and engage with the users and all of that. And then influencer engagement is obviously part, I mean, I would even put that in the PR realm still, you know, which you guys have experienced mm-hmm. with me before too. So sure. uh, the thing I was trying to think about too, is like, I actually used to work for uh, advertising agencies. I worked for momentum for a while. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I was trying to find the balance between our, Influencers are they really are they partners or are they competition, in some ways? I don't ever think of it as as competition. Mm. Because as far as my agency goes, yeah, I don't I don't ever think of it as as competition. Mm. I I I think of you all as media mm-hmm. at this point. Gotcha. You know, you get the same press releases that NBC gets. Yeah. You sure, know, sure. locally. Um, so it's more replacing the uh, the traditional media's kind of role in this relationship. I wouldn't say replacing. I would say supplementing. Gotcha. Uh, I I think that there is still very much a huge place for that, and the fact that we have two dedicated food publications in St. Louis is crazy. And I yes. tell <laughs> I tell my friends from Chicago, and they're very jealous of that because hmm. I mean Chicago is very diluted at this point Mm -hmm. um but we have a lot of great traditional media outlets still here um i think ian frobe is one of the best writers Mm -hmm. in the country Mm -hmm. um and cheryl bear at rft as well you know everybody that's that's that are at those traditional outlets are passionate about food and very much deserve for people to still pick up a paper or mm-hmm. go to the their website and read those articles. So I think it's all it all has to work together. Mm-hmm. And different campaigns are for different things, you know. Sure. An, a, a, a story might not make sense for Ian to do a dedicated story about, but we could have it be more of that consumer experiential experience by having influencers in to share what the what the diner is gonna experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you want to be when you were a kid? Oh man. Katie, what, to know. 
even remember. I, I distinctly remember having a kitchen as a kid that I was upset. You know, I had the Easy Bake Oven. I had the had the Fisher Price kitchen set. Yeah. All all of those things. You know, cutting up crab apples and yeah. and the in our playset and making soups that we would luckily not force my sister to eat because <laughs> I do think crab apples are poisonous. Oh um, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. they are. They are. <laughs> but I think I think food has always been kind of a central part of my life, and I never really understood it until adulthood. Uh, and even my company is Jasper Paul, who are my two grandfathers, um, which a lot of people are like, why did you name your company Jasper <laughs> Paul? One, I named it to credit for both of them because I do feel like my first food memories are from them. Uh, my grandpa Paul was a farmer so I remember you know picking tomatoes and that being the joy of mm. of my summer. We would go up and visit him in Macomb, Illinois and mm. he would have a bucket waiting for us and we got our farmer hat and it was just I, I, I don't remember a lot and that is a distinct memory mm. for me. Uh, and then Jasper is my papa, um, Grandpa Jim, and uh, they call him Jasper. And he, our, our the Caro side of the family, just every occasion is surrounded by food. We always joke, we say, like, hashtag that so Caro, because there will be 12 of us and there will be enough pork steaks to feed, you know, the, the entire neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so... And, you know, he goes on vacation and comes back and you ask him how his vacation was and he just gives you a play-by-play of every meal he ate. Mm. And I find as an adult now, I do that. Um, and so it, it felt right to try to articulate how passionate I am about this job through their names. Nice. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I ever was like, I'm going to be a teacher, I'm going to be a nurse. Yeah. Yeah, you know, my sister was always that really caring, compassionate one, and now she's a nurse practitioner, and mm. I think I was just always that creative one that was playing make-believe or drawing or doing something along those lines. Yeah. Did you go to college? I did go to college. Yeah, and what do you have a degree in? I have a degree in business marketing. Okay, so sort of related. Sort of related. Yeah. Um, I went to U of I. And University of Illinois in Champaign, mm-hmm. Urbana. And I knew I wanted to go into bit something business related. There wasn't a PR degree when I went mm-hmm. to U of I. I think there is now. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wasn't a thing. You either went advertising or you went business marketing. So I would do it again, though. I had to take finance. I had to take accounting. I had to take all these classes that I don't use at all. But now as a business owner, I'm kind of glad that I Mm -hmm. at least have a general understanding of those things. Um, And we studied big world marketing, which I think you've got to look to your examples of Starbucks and McDonald's and big national brand, international brands that have gone through positive and negative changes um, and look to them and scope that down to what what your mom and pop restaurant can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So. Nice. Do you have any interests or hobbies about yourself that no one would ever suspect? Oh, man. Um, I'm really boring. 
if I'm <laughs> if I'm not at work, I'm I work out a lot. I love to be active and um, mm-hmm. I ha- I have to be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> otherwise, my eating habits would probably take over my life. Yeah. Um, so I do class pass, which. Uh is where you can go to the different studios. So I like kind of high-intensity fitness formulas. Great in Central West End. Um, shred. I do yoga. I I have to switch it up. I think that also goes back to my, like, kind of all-over-the-place brain uh, that I have to switch things up. But I love being outside, hiking, biking, any anything that mm-hmm. can be out and about. Nice. So don't have any, you know, I don't, like, knit in my free time yeah. or anything like that. I cook a lot, mm-hmm. even even though I'm in the restaurants quite a bit of the time. Sundays are kind of my cooking day. I call it Fat Sundays, and I usually just, <laughs> you know, cook six or seven recipes that I find and then eat it throughout the week. Um, but I, I love just having music on and, mm-hmm. and cooking all day is my happy place for sure. Nice. You have a dog. I do have a dog. Yeah. Polly the Collie STL. You can call it. <laughs> Shameless plug. Yep. Uh, and, yeah, she's kind of employee number three, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she comes to the office every once in a while. So I would highly recommend, if you haven't adopted a dog, you guys know the joy that they bring you. Oh, yes. I stare Definitely. at cute little waffles here. Um, and, yeah, she's, she's awesome. Mm. So she's my little... My little buddy. Nice. You got her in St. Louis? I did. I got her at APA um, in St. Louis. So uh, it's kind of a funny story, but uh, Purina does this adoption event every October, mm-hmm. and they bring all the shelters. And I went more from a, a kind of scouting perspective to see what, what uh, shelter I kind of vibed with. Of course, saw Polly when we were leaving and ended up adopting her there. But when we were leaving, they said, do you mind if, or you can get your photo taken with your new pet. They had a professional photographer and, oh, perfect. So we, you know, I drag her over there, take this cute photo and and they give you this form and said, oh, do you mind, we'll send you the link to the photos. We just ask that you allow us to use your photos for marketing purposes. Mm-hmm. I thought we were going to maybe be on a flyer or something. Mm. I got a call, no joke, six days later. I just saw you on a billboard with a dog. Oh, jeez. Wow. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so they took those photos and picked like four or five of the, like, people that adopted animals mm. and their pets and were on billboards all around town, which wow. was so terrifying. Um, <laughs> oh. But it was also pretty funny. Yeah, so yeah, if, yeah. if they ever ask for marketing materials, maybe specify what, yeah, what, 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 what are you going to use these, <laughs> these wow. for. How long so, ago was that? <laughs> um, to October of 2015. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, but then we were on, the, on it the next summer to promote the next year's event cool. wow. so, but we've been cycled we've been cycled through at this point <laughs> <laughs> very cool but, yeah yeah nice adopt don't shop guys yes exactly yes. yeah exactly. okay uh when you think of the word successful who comes to mind for you mm. in the food space or just in general anything 
be him. someone you know, someone you don't know, whatever. Oh. That's really hard because I feel like my measure of success isn't necessarily monetary. It's those people that seem really content and happy and love what they're doing. Um, I, this is going to sound so basic, but I, I am obsessed with Chrissy Teigen. If you guys don't follow her on Instagram, she's mm-hmm. hilarious. Uh, I look at her life and think, you were, what, maybe a model, maybe an actress? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really remember. even know yeah. what she what she did, but has now, you know, developed these cookbooks and is is kind of killing it in, in the food space mm-hmm. as just by being totally real. Yeah. Um, I think that's really cool. I think from a local perspective, Gerard 100% has not only been a client, but a mentor and has helped mm. me in so many ways. I don't think Jasper Paul would exist without his support. Um, and he's really been an advocate to, for me and other clients. And uh, that's been, that's been amazing. I think, I think it's those people, you can def- define success by when you, your purpose becomes to help others, you know, and I think he's at that point that he's building, building up the other people that are around him, which has been really cool to see. I like that. Yeah, I agree. Um, what was I going to ask? Any mm. questions? I'm all full, I'm full of questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, what's to ask? Uh, do you like any particular type of music? Uh, I, I love kind of folky, uh, rock music. Like Mm. I just saw Manchester Orchestra on Tuesday. It was an amazing show. Um, but I like like the Mumford and Sons, the, uh, kind of all, all that fill your soul type music. But Mm. then I love like Leon Bridges. I love that kind of soul music as well. Um, and then I'll mix in some EDM dub set in there too every once in a while, <laughs> depending on the occasion. So, um, yeah, I, I love music and love discovering new music. I am really bad, though, about knowing an artist or yeah. the yep. name of a song. Yes. Or same here. I'm like, I love this song. I've heard it 10,000 yeah. times, and I could not tell you who the artist is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... I'm trying to get better. That's definitely something I'm trying to get better about. But are you familiar with the app SoundHound? Uh, no. Oh, I'll just show it to yeah. you. I or, use it all the time. It's like Shazam. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I yeah. use it all the time. Like yeah. I use it a lot if I'm out at a restaurant or something and something's playing. Boop. Tells you what song it is. <sighs> See. Yeah. I I just <clears throat> I I think it's always part of my my world that I'm not necessarily tuning in enough to to know who it is it's just like i i like this mm. this song so spotify has helped with that obviously a lot Indeed. and mm. and i now making a con- conscious effort if like on my discover weekly or something is something i like to save it and then look who it is so mm-hmm. i actually actually consume that information but i think 
I think music's like one of those things you, you don't find many people in food that don't love music as well and I think it all kind of intersects uh, together and back to that influencer point too I mean it's not just food influencers we're working with we're working with fitness influencers mm. f- clients launching some you know health initiative or it's mommy bloggers or you know it's it that lifestyle food is such a lifestyle component that you have to think of it beyond just the scope of foodies sure sure yeah mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, that's good. Don't keep in such a niche right yeah. there. you got to expand out. You do. And a lot of people like food, and a lot of people don't know what, you know, a sous vide machine is, you know, but, and that's okay, but you've got you've got to talk to that consumer, That's right. Too. Get it out there. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. I know. I was going to ask you, uh, tell us and everybody listening... Uh, about some meals you've had lately or dishes or like drinks you've had at places around town that you think people ought to know about. And it doesn't have to be your goal. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I just ate a D- Diaz cheese bread from Cinder House. We just did a photo Ooh. shoot for them because nice. um, that's opening at the end of the month. Officially, uh, Gerard Craft's latest project. And oh, wow. I miss Diaz cheese bread from the niche days. Mm-hmm. Um but that also has a personal, it's pau de queijo, which is a Brazilian cheese puff, essentially. Mm. Um, it's a, it's made with tapioca flour, so it's a gluten, like gluten-free, squishy, delicious, delicious spread. Um, but Brazil was one of my favorite trips, so I, yeah. I think mm. of, of, of that as well. So, um, that was really delicious. What else have I eaten recently? Oh, Publico just put this pork belly taco on that is insane. Um, I remember they had the al pastor taco at one point in time. It was just unbelievable. So it is. It's like an al pastor oh, really okay. pork belly, but it's super thick and fried. Or mm. I don't know. It's I don't know what he does to it, but it's crispy on the outside <laughs> with this like pineapple glaze on it. I think it's how you just posted a picture of it. Today. Yeah, I, I yes, it was delicious. Um, what else? Uh. I love sandwiches. Like I, I, I like fancy food, but I also love like a great hole in the wall taco or burger or sandwich. Um, yes. They're the perfect lunch. I well grab it and go. And like I know everyone's talking about Max Local Eats, but that is just such a gem of a place, mm-hmm. and it is so freaking delicious every time. Um, and Max, the nicest guy, and. Mm-hmm. The last time I went, my friend had never had Red Hot Riplets, so he has now gotten like small bags of Red Hot Riplets as like a sampling thing. Nice. So if people don't know what a what a Red Hot Riplet is, that they can order it, get the Red Hot Riplet fries. Anyone that hasn't been there, um, so I love I love that t- that stuff too, and sandwiches for everything from Mom's Deli down here to like. Bollyard's Nathaniel Reed sandwiches are mm. amazing. Yes, I love that chocolate bread roast beef oh, sandwich. Oh my god, or just the turkey on a croissant. It's so simple. It's mm-hmm. cheese, turkey, croissant, and this like peppered mayo, and it's so delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll travel for for a good sandwich for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll travel for anything good. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else. 
What about any beverages, desserts somewhere? Are you much of a drinker? I uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I try, I, I, this sounds so bad, but I try not to drink, like, Sunday, th- Wednesday, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, I like, take Sunday. a few days off here and there, yeah. um, but I like a, a nice dry rosé or a nice dry white wine, um, I love beer, I love an old-fashioned mm, cocktail, yes. um, I love whiskey, um, rum, Tim Wiggins from Retreat and Yellow Bellies getting me kind of hooked on rum. So, yeah. uh, so they're they're doing really great things. I think he is is definitely. Well, he's one of the nicest people on the planet, and the mm-hmm. fact that he's twenty six and doing this amazing beverage program at going to be two places mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. crazy and makes me feel like a failure. <laughs> Well, the first time we met him was actually at Small Bench. Yeah. And didn't have no idea who he was, but he knew who we were. Yep. And so, like, uh, it was a very nice guy, very friendly, and, like, uh, very talented, loves cocktails. And it's, it's mm-hmm. so crazy how he's just evolved and, like, uh, mm-hmm. become, like, this just this force and like, Growing to his own. Yeah. Well, he's kind of a publicist's dream in the fact that <laughs> he gives you this cocktail, and it'll, and you're like, what is this? And he's like, oh, it's a... Chocolate milk wash tequila. I'm like, what do you even mean? Like, what does that even mean? And then he tells me, I'm like, and uses Swiss Miss, which of course just makes it nostalgic and fun, but then yeah. is super elevated yeah. and but approachable at the same time. Yeah. And then comes up, I think it's called Tan Lines is the name of that cocktail. Like, mm. perfect name. You know, it 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 just makes my job easy for sure. Mm. Um. So, I love that part of it. I love sitting at Taste and getting a classic cocktail, you know. Um, Taste is one of those places I go back to again and again Mm -hmm. and again for for a cocktail for sure. Um, I wish there were more wine bars in St. Louis. That's something Mm. I wish someone would open. Like, I love Sasha's. I love that. But someone that would just do a great wine bar with nauseous like I love a good meat and cheese plate but mm-hmm. like I want I want that to a new level yeah mm. um and then we'll be, probably be coming yeah there's a lot of stuff happening in St. Louis lately I, and I feel like South City we could totally use oh, definitely. just a good yeah, yeah, a good yep. neighborhood wine the bar well, right there's a place called Cafe Nova on uh, South King's Highway not too far away from here oh it's actually just like if you just head to the east and a little bit south I think it's called Cafe Nova. Yeah. There's a Cafe Nova. Yeah. No, Nova. Nova, yeah. Mm-hmm. We've never gone there. We should go there. Yeah. yeah. We're supposed to have really After good this, hummus. No. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. We could, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, then, and then beer. I mean, I love I love beer mm-hmm. as well. But it's it's usually in more of a setting of with friends and casual nights nights mm-hmm. out. So. Gotcha. I don't like to stay, stay still very often, so... <laughs> I'm always, I know the feeling. Yeah, I'm always I'm always doing something. So usually yeah. that just a lot of times involves getting a cocktail. But I think it's also you have to know how to limit yourself and that it's okay. Definitely. To, it's okay to go out and have a glass of wine. Definitely. Yes, or have, and retire by 9 p.m. Yes, yes. Or have a glass of wine while you cook and milk that bottle all week long, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've definitely, definitely 
watch that for sure. Yeah. Um, but then you got to enjoy it. You got to enjoy life. Definitely. YOLO. <laughs> well, That's you right. occasionally have to, you know, do something a little slightly dumb. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, have I a try, little too many cocktails. I and... try not to do, try not to do that, but. Special occasions. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Yeah. In the comforts of my own, um, in my own home, on my go. back patio. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I gotcha. Yep. Yeah. So Katie, uh, tell people if they want to find you in person or online, what are all your stats? Oh, okay. Uh, well, you can find our company on Instagram, Jasper Paul PR. Uh, that's where we post a lot of kind of content from behind the scenes of the company. Uh, my handle is Katie Caro. Uh, I'm not going to spell it. It's <laughs> no one ever spells it right. Yeah. It's C A I T I, which no one ever ever. I've gotten chai tai. I've gotten chai tai. I like that. <sighs> we'll it's put in just, the show notes. It's just Katie. Um, and then yeah, we're on Facebook and Twitter as well. I don't use Twitter as much yeah. anymore. Mm. Just can't can't do it. Um, and then our company's website is jasperpaulpr.com. Great. Yeah. And if someone is interested in seeking you out and hiring you, what's the easiest way to contact Jasper Paul? Uh, you can contact me. So it's Katie at jasperpaulpr.com. Perfect. Yeah. Then my last question for you tonight is: Do you have any asks or requests or recommendations for the folks listening to us? Anything at all? I would say there. My request is to try a new restaurant at least twice a month. Or go back to somewhere that you haven't been in a while and support your local restaurants. Mm. Um, you know, I think there's been some recent closures that have been really sad for a yes, lot of us. Yes, <laughs> um, And there's nothing more maddening than having people say, why? I don't get it. You know, and, and having this sense of sadness. And then you ask them, well, when's the last time you've been here? And they're like, oh, like a year ago. So mm. support the restaurants you love. Mm. Try something new. Uh, tell your friends. Organize dinners. Um, I think we just get wrapped up in life and don't realize, you know, reach out to a friend and say, hey, want to wanna grab a bite and a glass of wine? Mm -hmm. Make time for that. Great. I agree. Katie, thank you so much. Yeah, Thanks for definitely. having me, guys. Great. It was yeah. fun. Thank it was you. Fun. Woo! Hey. High five. I'm Christine Guthrie with We Eat Stuff, and this has been another episode of We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. I would also like to encourage everyone to join our Patreon page, which you can find at patreon.com slash weeatstuff. There, you can become a sponsor of this podcast and all the work we do and be rewarded with cool stuff. We appreciate your support. Please be sure to join us next week for another interview. But in the meantime, go out there and eat stuff. Bye, guys.